Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. How are you? How are you feeling? Better? I mean, I feel, yeah, I feel better. I'm not like 100%, but I feel better. So I'll take it. Yes, you still sound stuffy, but at least you're on the the road to mending, right? I still feel stuffy, but I'm not blowing my nose constantly. I'm pretty sure I did that for five days straight. And now I'm only blowing my nose occasionally. Yeah, everybody at the Christmas luncheon yesterday was talking about having the same thing. Three people were out and they said they had called to let them know that they had this horrible cold and that they couldn't stop coughing or blowing their nose. So they Mm -hmm. missed the party. Yeah, it's going around for sure. This week has been mayhem for me. It's way too much stuff. Starting with my fiasco of my hair getting colored, right? On Monday, (laughs) that took five times longer than it should have. And my hair still looks like it's pink to me, but whatever. (laughs) I don't give a shit anymore. And then I went to meet my friend for breakfast on Tuesday. I guess I was supposed to follow her home to her place and I just went home. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Yeah, it was awesome. And she sent me text and she goes, what happened to you? I go, what do you mean? She goes, you were supposed to follow me home. And I go, I thought we decided we were going to do that a different day. She goes, no, I saw you turn. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing, obviously. (laughs) And then Wednesday, oh, I went to that charity crocheting group. Mm, Yes. So, you know, I'm making those angel dolls, rag dolls again, and giving Mm -hmm. them to the group um, to bring to homeless children and stuff. And so I brought in like five of these dolls that I made and I had, we put everything in the center of the table. And then the woman that's in charge of the group just packs everything up and takes it to these charities that we distribute to. So I had these angel dolls on the table And everybody was losing their mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love them. They're so cute. Blah, blah, blah. Playing with them. One of these two women, one was my friend I had met for breakfast. And the other was this woman that was in the group. And I just started talking to her. So anyway, she went on so much about the dolls that I thought she obviously wants one of the dolls. And I said, if you want to pick one, go, go ahead. I don't care. Friend I went to breakfast with was sitting next to me and she goes, Oh my God. She goes, no, she can't have one of those dolls. We asked for mittens. She made like 55 pairs of mittens. We asked if we could, I asked if we could have one and she wouldn't share. She said, no, we shouldn't share with each other. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, there's going to be a smackdown of old ladies in this group. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the woman had already picked one. Of course, she picked the best one. 
that of course. I was the best one, of course. And I'm like, it's okay. It doesn't matter. And then my friend turned to me and she goes, well, I really want one. I said, well, freaking take one. I don't care. So she picked one. And then the woman running the group turns around. She goes, what are you guys doing with those dolls? The first woman said, well, she said we could have one. And she got mad. She's like, no. And I look at her and I go, yes. It's like, there. it's my material, my time. I got nothing from this group. It's just something I'm doing out of the kindness of my heart, in addition to crocheting this stuff. So we go back and forth because this woman's a very strong-willed woman. Mm -hmm. She's like, no. I go, yes. And she goes, no. And I go, yes, Carol. They're my dolls. And I can give them to whoever I want to give them to. I will bring extra dolls. And I'm like, where the hell am I going to get these extra dolls for next week? But I got to figure it out. <laughs> now you got to make dolls real fast. Yeah. I'm like, I'll bring extra dolls. And she's like, okay. And she turned around and I said to the two women, put those things in your purse. <laughs> put them away for God's sake. I don't want anybody else seeing that you guys got dolls. So anyway, that was my Wednesday. And then Thursday I went to the garden club meeting and you know i'm supposed to be the speaker next month mm -hmm. i'm really nervous i'm like why the fuck did i sign up for this and i know that usually the speaker does like a slideshow presentation and talks about what they're going to talk about so i had sent a email to i think i told you to the club president and said hey i'm supposed to be doing this presentation in Jan january who do i send the pictures to to do the slideshow i was very clear on what was happening i'm not going to go into all of it but i was very clear bullet points the whole thing she emails me back and says i don't even understand what you're talking about just <laughs> talk to me at the next meeting and i'm like okay warm and fuzzy mm -hmm. so i go that was yesterday go to the garden club meeting we end up having our big christmas luncheon i'm at the group i help i'm helping set up the tables because i got there early she shows up and i go up and I said, hey, so-and-so, I don't want to say her name, but I did call her the president, so it's pretty obvious. And not that anybody's listening to this. Anyway, I said, hey, uh, I had sent you an email. And before I could even finish the sentence, she turns around to me and gives me this look and says, and I answered you. Just <laughs> like that. And it's like, bitch, you want to throw down with me? Let's do it. <laughs> so I said, yes, and what was your answer? To speak to you at this meeting. Yeah. And I gave her a look because you know how I can give looks, right? I gave her the look that basically said, you're a goddamn bitch <laughs> without saying you're a bitch. And she got it. And then she started being nicer to me. But it's like, bitch, you want to go there? Let's bring it. So anyway, turns out I have to figure out how to do a slideshow. I go, I don't know how to do a slideshow. I'm sorry I even said I wanted, to, I would do this. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's that. And then today I went to the YMCA for the first time. I signed up to get in shape for Scotland. And I started out on the treadmill. And of course, the guy next to me is running at 100 miles an hour. And I'm <laughs> walking. And his feet are pounding on this thing. And I'm like, wow. And I'm walking thinking, I'm going to have a heart attack. Because <laughs> the thing registers your heart rate. When you put mm -hmm. your hands on the thing, my heart rate was like 123. Okay. I'm like, I don't know what normal should be. I think I'm going to die because I thought normal heart rate was 60. But I guess that's when you're young and not old. Well, that's anyway, resting. You're, I 
think your maximum heart rate during exercise is 200 minus your age, but we might have to look it up to double check. You're so sweet. You're worried I'm going to die. I'm just thinking <laughs> I'm going to die. So I ended up walking a little more than a mile, which I was really proud. And mm -hmm. I stopped the thing and turn around to get off. And I'm like, I am so freaking, my legs aren't working. I had a hard time stepping off the thing. <laughs> I'm like, this is really embarrassing. And then I walk over to the stationary bike. I and I get on a bike. I, I'm like, well, I'm going to do this for a little while because I always like doing that before when I belong to a gym. So I start doing it. There was a man next to me. Then another man showed up next to him. And then a man showed up on the... the so really, I had a reverse harem in the exercise <laughs> in the gym today at the YMCA. I had three men. Nice. Nice. He's doing weightlifting to the right of me and I'm working on this bike and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a mile and I'm going to get off. Somebody starts farting so <laughs> badly. It was horrible. I'm like, oh my God. I like trying to cover my nose. And then finally I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to die if I don't get out of here. And I'm like, I don't know if because they're older people, they just can't hold them in. I don't know. It's how they're trying to attract their mate with their disgusting uh, fart pheromones. I'm like, well, you better find somebody out because I'm out of here. So I ended up leaving and coming home. And then I took the dogs for a walk. I'm like, what the fuck is up with me today, miss? I can do this. I can mm. accomplish anything. Now you're going to be bound to the sofa for the next 24 hours. 24 hours? You mean 24 days? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in bed by five. I swear, mm -hmm. if I didn't have these dogs keeping me up until later, I there are so many times I would go to bed at five o'clock in the afternoon. I've become my 97-year-old father. Laying down is nice, though. I agree, 100%. So anyway, that's been my week. Okay. Yeah. Well, Anything you want to share? No, I've just been trying to recover. So I, I have nothing, mm -hmm. honestly. All right. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Um, this is our Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Cetera, yes. Cetera. Best gift that you can give us, and it's also free, is by rating us on Spotify. That's what I am asking for as our holiday gift i'm gonna ask for the same thing because that <laughs> is an awesome request please 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 do that just want to get to that magic number where the rating starts showing up on spotify i don't i've said this before i don't know what it is i don't know how many reviews or ratings we have to get before it pops up but it's some mystery number and i don't think we're there yet it's very easy if you've listened to an episode you just go into the app you just click the number of stars that's literally it you can't even leave words so just click the little star rating and done bing bang boom done yay all right let's hope that that's what happens yeah, the book we're doing today is Monsters and Mistletoe, a limited edition Christmas monster romance anthology. Whew, it's quite a long title. Yes, it is. And so I picked a book or a story, I should say. These are pretty short stories. I picked a story. You picked a different story. We're each going to talk about the stories we read and kind of give our little review of the individual stories we read. At the very beginning, when you look at the titles of the books that are stories that are in there, it's broken up by reverse mm. harem slash why choose 
Then mm-hmm. there's also couples stories. And then there's a section for menage stories. So I kind of liked that before you even really get I did too. It. Yeah. yeah, because I was thinking when I opened the book or started it, I thought, how am I going to pick? There's so much. And then I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, this helps so much. So thank you to whoever put the book together and thinking that was the way to do it because it worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I picked something under the couples stories section and I think you did also. I don't know. I don't know how to tell. (laughs) Well, yours only had two people, right? Yes. So then, yeah, it was just a couple because. Oh yeah. I get it now. Thank you. I really am getting worried about myself. Let me tell you. It's okay. It's all right. So you say I, that now, but when uh, I'm living in your house and you're spoon feeding me gruel. <laughs> gruel. <laughs> wow. Because I'm too out of it to know that that's what you've done to me. Mm. We'll see what you say. Okay. All right. So you can go first or I can go first. It doesn't matter to me. I just wanted to give a little okay. quick thing about what was <laughs> happening in the anthology before we went. So I'm going to go first okay. to get this over with because... This is the first time I didn't write up notes. I just went through this story and I highlighted stuff. So I'm just going to be flipping through my e-reader to talk to you about what went down in this story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And tell the title of your story first, because I don't remember what it was either. I will, but I got to tell you, when I say the name of the author, there's a little person in this disc on my desk that's probably going to wake up Mm. because that name is in there. So... You ready? Yes. Okay, so the story I chose was called The Grim Reaper's Girlfriend. I love this author's name. I've never heard this before. By Harpy Alexa. Mm. There she is. She's waking up right now. Go to sleep, Alexa. It's okay. <laughs> she did. So this story opens with our heroine. Her name is Morgan. And... It's getting close to Christmas and she's bummed out because she had promised herself she wasn't going to spend another holiday alone. But here it is. I know. I feel your pain, Morgan. So she decides she works in, she owns and works in a soap shop and she decides she's getting desperate and she's going to, how she's going to fix this is she's going to kiss the first person that walks into her shop. And she does. She kisses Grimm, the green... Grim Reaper sent to collect her soul. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. She has mistletoe hanging over the door. So that's how she gets through it. She is talking about her shop. Then we, that was like a little prologue. Then she ends up talking about, I'm going to kiss the first person that walks in there. And hopefully they will be a kissable person. She feels like she's missing out on romance. And then she is stocking the shelves and she hears the bells go off over the door before she even turns around. She gets this very odd feeling. She has a strange feeling come over her and she feels weighed down, heavy and oppressed as if something very, very bad is about to happen. And then all of a sudden the, the feeling's gone and she's thinking, what the hell is going on? She turns around and looks at the man and the man is standing at the counter dressed in a fashionable long black robe. And there's a hood over his face. And there's something attached to his back, and we all know what that is. She goes, is it a sword? Wait, is that a sickle? How do you say I don't even know how to say that. Sickle, I think. Sickle. Okay, thank you. The Y throws me. Uh, And then she remembers, at first she freaks out, and then she remembers there's a drama troupe across the street, 
and she thinks to herself, they must be doing the Christmas Carol play and they must be taking a break. And when he turns to look at her, she's immediately smitten by him. And she asks, can I help you? And he says, Morgan Nichols. And she's like, well, that's weird. I wonder how he knows my name. She's like, and then something just, she just gets overcome by this feeling. She thinks I have to do this. She stands on her tippy toes and ends up kissing this guy. And his lips are mostly cold and unmoving. But yeah, he grabs her shoulders and gently with two large hands, he steps closer and then he starts kissing her back. Hmm. Yeah. So she pulls away from him and she points out to the mistletoe and just says, I here, I got you. And he asks her again, are you Morgan Nichols? She said, yeah, I am. Why are you looking for me? She wants to take him out on a date. Things happen really quickly in this, in this story. Okay. She is talking to him like he is, you know, working in this shop across the street doing this play. She's like, somebody must have told him about me and that's why. And she goes, you know what? It's lunchtime. She says, why don't we go grab something next door to eat? She's waiting for him to say yes or no. He just looks confused, like he can't say no. So she grabs a hold of his hand, which again, she says is really cold, and says to, starts to drag him out of the store. She says to him, how long do you have before you have to be back on stage? And he's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> so they, yeah, they end up going into this shop. It's a donut shop. They sit down, and when he takes the, his hood off, she thinks he's beautiful. He has a strong jaw, full lips, high cheekbones, and almost translucent skin. I've never Ugh. seen on a man. And those eyes, I swear they see right through me. Yeah, that was kind of creepy to me. Yeah, because they're looking at your soul because that's what he's there for. Yes. And she says to him, when we're done eating, do you want to go on a real date? He looks at her and he goes, Morgan Nichols, I'm not here to date you. And she thinks, oh, crap, he probably has a girlfriend. And she goes, you're not? And he goes, no, I'm here to reap your soul. <laughs> and she ends Scary. up. Yeah, she ends up dropping the donut. And she's like, excuse me? What do you mean reap? She's like pulling her head down pulling up her shirt to cover her face and he's thinking to himself what is she doing is she trying to hide i don't know and he's like reap collect harvest they all mean the same i think she can hide wherever she wants but her soul is a beacon that calls to my sickle she's trying to think and most of the time he's used to humans freaking out and begging and then crying and trying to make a deal he thinks she's adorable because she's got like sticky stuff all over her he thinks to himself i gotta end this i'm not dealing with uh she grabs his robe and he thinks you're getting stickiness all over my robe and now i'm gonna have to carry the stickiness with me through all the end of time because it's all over him <laughs> He ends up taking her outside and he tells her, I'm here for you. I'm here to reap your soul. He thinks her lips are inviting and she kissed him again. And he thinks, does she not realize what a cardinal sin this is to touch me, to touch death? And then he says to her, you are lucky that I'm only here 
to collect you and not punish you. Don't you know it's a sin to touch me and insult your reaper? And she thinks to herself, there's something really wrong with me because that is hot. And he's like, we have to get this going. I have other souls to collect and to bring to the afterworld. As he's telling, trying to explain to her, we got to do this. She puts her hand over his mouth and she's all, be quiet. People are going to hear you. And he's like, what does it matter? You're going to be dead in a couple of minutes anyway. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and he's like, I got to take this person and simply disappear. But he remembers the rules of being a grim. And the first rule is don't cause a scene. So he's trying to figure out how's he, how he's going to do this. So he gets up from a seat, grabs her by the arm, drags her out of the shop, drags her down an, all, an alley, and says, I'll take you here. And she goes, what are you? Because it's finally starting to hit her. And he's like, we've been over this. You know what I am. Your time of death was scheduled 39 minutes ago. <laughs> and she's like, 39 minutes? And th then she gets this weird look in her eyes. And she finally comes to term. He feels she's finally come to terms with her fate. And he's like, are you ready now, human? And she ends up saying to him, I want to make a deal with you. And she grabs his hand and shakes his hand and says, if I make you fall in love with me, I need, I get a week. And if I can make you fall in love with me, you can't have my soul until I'm 79 years old. And he's thinking, what are you talking about? I don't make deals. And she goes, it's too late. You shook my hand. <laughs> so... The rest of this story is her trying to convince him. She takes him to the movies. He's starting to fall for her because he's never really spent time with a human before. And he knows that he shouldn't be attracted to her, but he can't help it. He's getting more and more attracted. So before they go to the movies, I love this. He, she takes him to the store this candy store to get candy and sneak it into the movie theater. And he's like, I can't do that. Oh, Grimms don't sneak in that kind of stuff. We don't do anything we're not supposed to do. And she's like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. And before he knows it, she's shoving candy that they bought in his pockets of his robe. <laughs> Because she doesn't have enough room to hide all the candy. And he's like, what is with this person? I don't understand. They end up going into the movies and they're watching It's a Wonderful Life. He doesn't like it because he says, where's George Bailey's Grim Reaper? <laughs> There's no Grim Reaper in here, this thing. And she's like, this movie isn't about that. Fake. It's not a real somebody's going to die. And he... After that, he didn't like the movie. He goes, there wasn't even one death in there. There was no Grim Reaper. I don't, I didn't enjoy it. So while they're sitting there watching the movie, she ends up, Morgan ends up putting her hand in his pocket, you know, squeezing his thigh. And then she ends up, you know, putting her hand basically on his dick. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh my God, because he's starting to get hard. And he's thinking to himself, Am I attracted to this woman? She smiles because she feels like, see, it's starting to happen. You're starting to fall in love with me. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm just biding my time so that I can collect you. So they end up watching the movie. The, the movie ends. They get up to leave. He ends up falling. She tries to grab him as he's falling. But what happens is they end up, he drags her down with him. She ends up on top of him. They start kissing and he realizes he is starting to like her. It, the whole, I thought the story was really cute because there's a, a lot of funny things that happen in it. 
there's a lot of him telling her, I'm not in love with you. She's, she rolls her eyes at him. She's not afraid of him. Mm -hmm. And he's never experienced that with anyone. Sounds like the ultimate grumpy sunshine. Yeah, maybe. She's super into living life and eating sweets and all these things. Sounds like a fucking rainbow. And here he is. He's like the grumpy bear from Care Bears. At one point, she says to him when she grabs his erection, she says, do you want to go in the back of the theater to the, you know, the back rows? And he goes, why would we want to go back there? And she goes, you know, because that's where it goes down. He goes, what goes down? And she tells him that's where things get sexy. Mm-hmm. And he he feels himself getting jealous and he says to her, have you been back there? Have you gotten sexy back there? And she goes, well, yeah, of course I have. And that's when he realizes he is starting to fall for her. And he says to her, the only male you will take to the back row is me. He growls. A flash of his other appearance bleeds through his more human form. The one that is more skeleton, more monstrous, more inhuman than anything that I have ever seen. And just like that, my panties soak clear through. (coughs) It's pretty funny. So anyway, he ends up deciding he can't leave her there he decides he wants her as his mate and he offers that to her about being you know you can be my mate you have to come with me she ends up saying she does want to be his mate he is able to take her from the movie theater and they end up back in her store he locks the door she tells him, I got to go up and take a shower because I have coke all over me. She's excited because she thinks he's in love with her. She starts running up the stairs and she says to him, let me take a shower real fast. I'll be right back. She goes up the stairs and he calls her name. And all of a sudden he hears a, a crash And he goes up to the landing and she had fallen and died. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she died and her spirit's there and she looks and she goes, what the fuck, Grim? (laughs) You know, because. (laughs) You promised. You promised. So anyway, he ends up telling her, you need to come with me. I'm sorry, but I couldn't stop this from happening. I don't decide when it's time for you to die. I'm only here to reap your soul and take it with me. You didn't die by my hands. It's, you know, basically God, if I can say that without Mm -hmm. people freaking out. So anyway, he ends up taking her with him. And the story basically is summed up with, you know, her staying with him And she's going to be his mate now. So do they do anything in the story other than kiss? No. Oh, wow. She's going to take a shower. And the thing that she's really mad about is that because she died before she got in the shower, she has to go through all of eternity with sticky Coke on her. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of how the book ends. And I thought it was a really cute story. It was a lot cuter than I thought it was going to be. And like I said, it had things that made me laugh. And I kind of liked the way that she coaxes him into seeing another side of life than, like you said, he's grumpy, she's not. As he's taking her to the other side... 
she says, so you're going to keep me, right? And he goes, of course I'm keeping you. You are mine, my little human, my little soul. Oh, Yeah, she nudges him and goes, I knew you fell in love with me. And he says, what choice did you give me? And that's basically how the story ends. It sounds super cute for being a story about the Grim Reaper. It was super cute. And I really was surprised. I've never read this author before. And I liked it. I made look into other things that are by her to see, you know, what she's written. Okay. So yeah. did you say how many panties you would give it? I didn't. I would probably give it three and a half. Okay. Uh, they're, I don't know if they're wet or not, just because it was kind of hard for me to wrap my head around the thought of, you, you know, she kept referring to how he felt so cold, but she was so hot that she thought they were perfect together because he was cooling her off. Mm. But I thought, oh, that would be kind of odd. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like they really do anything other than a couple kisses. So, yeah. They, yeah, they really don't have time. Okay. But they're going to do other things in my mind in the afterlife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I liked it. Nice. All right. The story I did was Yuletide Orc by River oh Star. I almost picked that one. I thought, no, I'm always picking orcs, so I've got to pick something else. Well, I'm unashamed in my orc dumb. And I also kind of wanted to see how this author talked about orcs versus who we normally read orcs from Finley Fen. Yeah, the queen of orc storytelling. Yes, the queen of the orc water parks. Yeah, I need to be sitting in an ice bath every time I read anything by her. Mm -hmm. So this story has a good little description before the story itself starts. And it also has a content... It says content information. Mm -hmm. I would call it content warning, which okay. is nice. It says primal and light bondage. I didn't really get much in the primal aspect, but sure. <laughs> so <laughs> is it bondage at least? I may have to read that. There is light bondage. Yes. Okay. So the story opens with one of our characters is injured. They've been separated from their party and they aren't sure if they are the only survivor of mm. the short but fierce battle that happened with the orcs prior to the story beginning. They're trying to use magic to heal their injury. Their party of mercenaries was hired to clear out some orcs along the town's border. And this is how the first, uh, the meeting between the two characters is described. It says, Thief Madge, Bikar the Brook. Bone Crusher said with so much disdain that he might as well have cut me with his blade again. Mm. Bone Crusher. A dry laugh escaped my lips. Nothing about this was funny. Maybe I'd distract him. We have to stop meeting like this. Oh. So they've met each other before. They've had several interactions with one another. This character is the female main character. She's been injured in this battle by the Bone Crusher. And this is how the story opens. She tries to beg for her life. He threatens to kill her. And she says, well, why don't you, since everyone else in my mercenary party is already dead. He says, oh, they're not dead. They all ran away and left you like a bunch of cowards. <gasps> so she's bleeding out, but... She's not so far gone and hasn't lost so much blood that she can't appreciate how good he looks. <laughs> so, so she thinks, Bikar was, to my sudden realization and rampant disgust, 
actually very handsome and breathtakingly powerful. So she does try to run away, but he catches her. They have a fight. He takes her captive and says he will return her to the town for her punishment. Then he thinks better of it. And he's like, no, actually, I'm just going to kill you now. So he goes to grab his axe. When he finally gets the axe and comes back to her, he realizes something's happened. It's that time of day. It must be sunset. But Yule has begun. Yule? Yule, like Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Y-U-L-E. Thank you. So it says, Yule, Bikar answered reluctantly, fucking Yule. He grabbed the rope between my wrists and hauled me so close to him, I felt his warm breath on my face. I am an honorable man. I know you don't believe that. I know you see a monster, but until sunrise tomorrow, orc law demands you see that honor. He leaned in, his eyes burning. Hate, disgust, rage. I felt all three royal over me with a single glare from him. Enjoy this extension of your life. So now we move into forced proximity because he's going to keep her until the next morning when he says the next morning he's going to turn her into the town. So they travel to his house. He keeps her tied up near the fireplace. He very sexily rips off her top and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm not going to have you freezing to death on my watch during Yule. I have to keep you healthy until I turn you in and hopefully then tomorrow the town people will kill you for me. (laughs) So that's basically what happens. He goes to remove her pants and she's like, no, I will remove my own pants. So then she's sitting by the fire to get dry. They finally exchange their names. She says her name is Eliza. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. E-L-Y-S-I-A. So I'm just going to call her Eliza. And hope that okay. I'm close. His name is Bikar, which she already knew. He ends up leaving her in the cabin for a little bit because he has to chop firewood because, of course, they're in the mountains and it's a cabin and it's snowing and it's cold. She uses the opportunity of him being outside chopping the wood to run. And she thinks, escape, my mind screamed. Not because Bikar was a threat in that moment, but because my traitorous body was... So she's Mm. starting to really think of him differently than how she used to. And she's kind of getting into him. So she does run. She doesn't make it very far before he realizes she's gone. She's scared, but she's very excited that he's chasing her. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Who doesn't like being chased? Maybe this is the primal thing they were alluding to. Because she's running. She's getting really turned on because he's chasing her. Of course, he catches her and says that she deserves punishment and will pay with her body. It was hot. Oh, God. He says, I will claim you as mine. And he ends up. No more killing her then? No more killing her at this point. He says he's going to punish her by doing sexy things to her. So. Wish somebody would punish me. Right? Yeah. He does everything to her. Oh, God. He fingers her. He goes down on her. He fucks her. The entire chapter was sex. I was not <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> you know how orcs are. Mm-hmm. You should have known when you picked an orc story. It's, oh, yeah. It was on. Yeah. 
He says, you are mine, he said between thrusts. Don't you fucking forget who claims you like this. Who can turn your bravado and stubbornness into a soaked, needy mess? So mm-hmm. he's got good, uh, dirty talk. Yeah, he does. So once they have all this sex on the forest floor, he takes her back to the cabin. He keeps her tied up again, but this time he has her tied to him. They end up falling asleep together in the bed, and she's finally starting to feel a little bad about what happened with the mercenaries and this job that they were on to fight with the orcs and realize that her and her mercenary friends were actually in the boy so the next morning comes they finally have a talk turns out he isn't such a bad guy at all he's had this understanding with the town and the crown there's really good backstory considering this is a pretty short story okay He goes outside again to get more firewood, but while he's outside, these things called hell wolves appear. Uh Uh-oh. So he gets injured fighting hell hell wolves. I can't even say it. (laughs) Are they the same as hellhounds? Just call them hellhounds. Yeah, basically. Wolfhound, what's the difference? Yeah, so they're basically hellhounds, yes. So he gets injured fighting those things. She goes outside and helps him defeat them, tries to help clean him up a little bit. As she's doing that and playing nurse to him now and he's injured, she finds out from talking to him some more that he is actually able to live in this area because of his deal with the crown and it allows him access to this area in exchange for him fighting and killing the hell wolves. Oh. So she didn't know anything about this deal that the orcs had with the crown. She asks if she can actually stay with him and his tribe of other orcs to help fight against the hell wolves because this is a common enemy that they all have. He's not really... He hasn't really decided yet, but she says, okay, well, if I can make you beg like you made me beg in the forest, then you will let me stay with you. So, of course. But wait, I have a question. Go ahead. If if he claimed her, not going to keep her? I don't understand why she has to ask to. So at this point, she doesn't think that he's going to keep her. Oh, okay. She says, I'm going to make you beg. And if you beg, you agree to let me stay with you and not turn me in. So she gives him a blowjob. Then, (laughs) of course, he ends up having sex with her because he can't just let her do all of that he begs a little bit but not too much it's super hot they end up breaking the bed that they're on (laughs) (laughs) that's funny they don't stop as he's still having sex with her the bed breaks and so like the headboard comes forward Uh and as the headboard comes forward then there's some mistletoe that ends up hanging over them. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a little funny thing with the mistletoe. Yeah. And I think that must be a running theme in all the stories because your story also had mistletoe. Yes, it did. The story ends with them deciding to make peace with one another and they're going to stay together as long as they'll have one another. She says, will you make peace with me? I was personally hoping to make a lot more than peace with him, but I understood. He says, yes, I will. He smiled that rare toothy (laughs) smile and grabbed the mistletoe. He held it between his fingers before me. That is the best gift I have ever received for Yule. So that's how the story ends. They're going to live happily ever after fighting the hell wolves together. Well, you know, I have a warm spot in my heart 
special spot in my heart for orc story. So it sounds good. I'll may, I'm going to check it out. It was good. I would give it four wet panties. Like I said, they have quite a bit of sexy times. Not as many fluids as Finley Fens orcs, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, I don't think anything has as much fluid as that. I agree, but it, it was pretty good. I haven't read this author before. I liked that story and I liked the characters. Uh-huh. And so I don't, I haven't looked into it, but maybe she has more stuff having to do with the crown and the orcs and the hell wolves maybe it's possible so yeah that sounds good yeah so this was a good anthology for us and it was on ku mm -hmm. and tons of things to choose from like we said there was reverse harem there was stuff with just two people there was menage which i'm assuming would just be three people good find for the holidays merry christmas yes merry christmas <laughs> is right yeah yeah so what are you reading now I know you're probably reading something or what are you doing? So I actually read a bunch after I read this book. I read two books in this series, Legends of Abrea. So Ooh, I read the first that? two books in that series. The first two books are The Faceless Madge and The Unseen Heir. By I guess I don't, I don't like reading Madge books. Mm, okay, so this was by Ken Lee Davidson. This was... I don't know if it's technically young adult, but they really don't do anything in this book other than kiss. Okay. But I really liked it. And it's the start of a series, but the first two books focus on one couple and then books three and four focus on a different couple. I read those super fast. And then I actually read a book from the hundreds. And I literally mean hundreds of books I already own and have downloaded that are in my to be read Kindle oh, collection. That. I don't even know how to do that. But yeah, I have a lot of stuff that I've downloaded, but I don't have them in a separate file. You can put them in a separate file. Yeah. So I have collections on my Kindle. So I have uh -oh. things that are read things that I need to read. Then I have stuff that I'm reading for the podcast. And then I have stuff that I'm reading just for me. So I have like right now I have one that says December. Oh boy. My collection that has books in it that I need to read. This isn't just books because some of these things are the whole series. So it counts mm -hmm. as like one, even though it's technically more than one. Okay. I have over 900 items in that collection. <gasps> well, that's right. Okay. I'm so not going to say that's things. ridiculous because see, I don't ever, ever, ever want to hear you comment about the so many things I have that I work on all the time when you're saying, oh, you need to get rid of some of this stuff. This is all digital. Doesn't, digital so stuff what? doesn't count. I can't put fabric on a digital basis. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <gasps> no, so you lose. <laughs> I told you, just get a garbage, a big dumpster when I'm gone. I did pick something that was in my need to read collection. Okay. So that book was called Talon and it was book number one in the series Rise of the Pride. It was a Panther shifter romance. Oh. By Teresa Hisong. Hisong. Mm -hmm. It was pretty good. I liked it. It was a fast read. It was a little over 200 pages. I went to check the next book in the series because each book is a different couple, which we love. And the series isn't on KU. So I'm like, okay, well, uh, I have 900 plus other things I should be reading. Yeah. 
Yes. Probably shouldn't pay for this random book. Yeah. So the book I'm going to start now, I don't know if I'm going to like it or not, was another book from my collection of shit I need to read and get out of here. It's called Nesting Instinct by Clarissa Sinclair. I don't know that person. I don't either. It's a vampire romance. I have so many random things I need to try to read and get rid of. I need to clone myself because there's just too many things that I want to do. And there's just not enough time. It's like I want to read because I have a ton of books also downloaded that I want to read. I mean, one of them, how can you have 900 things? Is it just a list of the names? Because if it's on KU, you have to keep returning them. No, these aren't KU things. These are things I actually own. (gasps) You own 900 plus books? (laughs) Yeah, on my thing because I get them like super cheap or I get them for free. A lot of times the authors will put stuff for free. Oh, I see. I'll download. Yeah. So I have so much crap. Oh my God. Yeah. So I have been reading a couple of things now too. I finished that book, The Savage Prince by Allison Ames. That is in that Ruthless King series that we did for the podcast. I finished the Savage Prince book. Mm -hmm. While I was reading it, I got a notice that K.F. Breen dropped another book in the magical midlife series she has it's called magical midlife challenge okay and so i instantly had pre-ordered it and it popped up in my kindle so i'm like oh my god i gotta read that because i really like that series it's funny and then i started reading the third book in the savage king series called broken air and that's about the brother named alexi Mm, yeah and okay so i i started reading that And then I'm like, I can't read this because I have to start reading the book that we're going to do for the next podcast, which is, can I say what it is? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to read Two Shots Down by T.S. Joyce. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time I've ever read, I've read a ton of T.S. Joyce, but it's the first time I've ever read a shifter that's a bull yeah that's kind of confused me i read a little bit of the blurb so he's a rodeo cowboy but he's also a bull shifter or am i he's the bull at the rodeo he's not the cowboy riding the bull oh fuck okay yeah so i looked at the cover of the book and i gotta tell you when i look at that bull i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get into there's nothing to me, sexy about this bull, but well, I'm you'd sure... be surprised. Like, look at the crow book, and I mean, crows aren't hot either. Yeah, but they're they're intriguing. Mm, okay, it's going to be interesting to read this book. I started reading it last night. I made myself stop reading the other book, but there's just too much. I have stuff. You think my house was a hot mess before? I have stuff. Ever? I have fabric, cutting boards. <laughs> batting, sewing machines, embroidery. I have three things I'm crocheting for this charity thing. It's like, too, it's too much. But you're enjoying it. And this is the kind of stuff you like to do. So, well, it, I mean, I, I love the fact that I'm getting to do that. But the bummer is my freaking hands hurt so bad from the arthritis I have in them. Oh, yeah. It is really painful. And then I get bummed out that I'm dealing with this arthritis when there's so much stuff I want to do. And I finished that painting that I was doing. So I finished that. 
Oh, you guys have to come over and Jeff's got to finish that freaking wall so we can hang those things I painted. Got to finish varnishing that. And I got that in a normal size so I can just buy a regular frame. I don't have to have it custom made and get that hung up when we hang up everything else. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So what are you going to do for the rest of the day? I'm going to relax. I'm... I'm feeling better, but not fantastic. So Aww. I'm probably gonna take it easy, maybe do a couple loads of laundry, just very chill, watch some Netflix, maybe something easy. Oh, did you watch that thing about Harry and Meghan Markle? No, but I want to. Was it good? Yeah, I just finished it this morning. It, it's really good. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like them. So I love them. It. Yeah, and I totally support them. And whatever they do, I think they're they're doing a lot for the world. And I think that they, you know, their charitable work is very admirable. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty interesting. And there's that comedy thing I told you about, too. That thing was so funny. I laughed. So I like him, but this one was really good. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll watch that, too. I started watching Too Hot to Handle, which is a really trashy reality oh. tv show on netflix oh, no. it's completely disgusting but <laughs> sometimes it's the perfect oh. background noise show when i'm washing dishes or doing something well don't watch it with your kids because they think that's normal no i watch true crime with my oh kid. dear god <laughs> That's all that's all we watch together. The show we watch lately is called oh, what's it called? No one can hear you scream, I think. Yeah, I'm, I don't I didn't watch that. It's Did like, you ever tell Claire that I was in a bank robbery? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She, she loves all this. She likes all this true crime stuff and grandma's got stories I could tell her about true crime. Yeah, well you should tell her yourself. You tell it's better. She wants to get into that stuff. She wants to do criminal justice. So That's amazing. Good for her. She has a really good memory. It's a, only slightly disturbing how many different serial killers she knows about and all their MOs and all those things. Oh, that's oh god. It fascinates her how they how they catch them and how like I'm like, if she doesn't grow up to be an FBI profiler, I'd actually mm -hmm. be very surprised. I was just thinking she should be a profiler. But yeah, she's really smart. And yeah, she just needs to be careful. Yeah. All right. Well, if she's willing to talk to me next time I see her, yeah. I'll tell and her some of my stories. Yeah, she'll probably think it's interesting. That's <laughs> funny. Okay, well, you get back to your crafting and I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna take it easy. Yeah, please just rest. I worry about you. You do way too much and you just need to take it easy. Yeah, I'm going to. All right, babe. And then we'll talk later about what's up for Christmas. I can't believe it's almost Christmas. I know. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm loving my Christmas tree and all of my lights. And so this is it's exciting. I hope people are having a good Christmas and I hope next year is a great, a great year for everybody. We're just going to go into the next year very quietly. Nobody's <laughs> going to say it's the best year ever. We're just going to tiptoe into it and hope mm. that it doesn't notice that we're there. And hope that it doesn't bite us in the ass. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I agree. All right, honey. <laughs> okay. Take it easy. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email 
is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Thank you.